Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 163. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And we have a different type of show this week. We have been talking about Hasbro toys virtually every show for as long as I can remember. We're going to take some time just to catch up on other types of collecting because we will touch on what's shipping with Hasbro, but at the moment, we don't have anything brand new in our hands. Unfortunately, I feel like a kid leaving the toy store and not getting anything. But before we get into the show, I just want to remind people about our Podbean crowdsourcing effort. The first box of Stoof is going out next week, so we had a lucky person who chose that, and I've been, you know, getting some good stuff to stick in there, and it's going to be fun. Nice. I'm still jealous of the Stoof. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll do an unboxing video of Stoof. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm torn on if I should wrap everything in gift paper, too, just to make it even more fun. <laughs> That'll be fun for the first couple months, and then you'll just be sorry you started that. <laughs> then it's a double blind box, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the fundraising we're doing is to go to the show, to go to the behind the scenes staff. It is not to buy us toys, it is not to buy us trips to cons, it's to help the people who work so hard on this show and try to get some more people in to help the show again so we can go back to weekly video podcasts and bonus shows and things like that because the three of us can talk endlessly, and we do. Most of these recording sessions are about four hours before I get in there and edit them. (laughs) And I apologize every time. (laughs) (laughs) There's only so many hours in a day that I can edit, though, so getting some more people in to edit, get some more people to help out with video, get some more people to help out with photos, all means we can talk more. So if you enjoy the show, we just ask that you think about pledging $1 per show we do, or $2 a month. Far less than the price of a cup of gas station coffee, let alone good coffee. Yeah, you can get out of listening to our podcast way cheaper than you can get in the walking out of Target. That's true, because who buys an under $2 item at Target? And while we're on reminders, if you are in the Indiana region, meaning any of the surrounding states... Or just going to Indiana Comic Con. We don't care where you're from. We're not going to be judgmental. We are hosting a screening of Howard the Duck for the 30th anniversary of this movie. So, you know, it used to be a Marvel comic. It is again now. Yes, the first Marvel movie ever to hit theaters. Is that true? It is true. (laughs) 
<laughs> Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk. No, Howard. Sad but true. We do have some special prizes for the first 50 people who come to the screening. And you never know. There may be some other things going on. I'm working on some exclusive swag for, you know, certain people. Or maybe if you can catch me on the floor, I might have some HDD swag for you. I've got my crafting scissors and glue and all kinds of fun stuff. And I'm trying to decide which original movie props to bring, but I will be bringing some. From a collection that keeps growing, apparently. Oh my gosh, we took some of that out the other day, and he's like, oh, my box, and we opened it up. There's some scary, scary (laughs) shit in there. (laughs) The animatronic head might be the scariest, but then one time, he had gotten this a few years ago, and I opened up the box and didn't realize what was in it. I didn't read the labeling, and I found a disembodied duck head in there, and it was kind of (laughs) creepy. The one that has the feathers, the feather test head's the worst, because every time I open it, I'm like, oh no, something molded. Yeah. Oh wait, those are just feathers. (laughs) What's hilarious is every time you get something new, I think that's like the new plateau of like, wow, you're really seriously getting into like movie memorabilia. Yeah, the duck nipples and the duck boobs, that's where I thought it was. You know, I'm like, that's some serious level of collecting there, but the animatronic head from the movie... That's absolutely insane. It's awesome, but it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just got real lucky by knowing somebody who was the one who had collected it, who decided to unload all of his props. So are you officially like the curator of Howard the Duck movie memorabilia now? That I know of. If there is somebody out there who has more than me, He has not said. And the person who sold this to me still has a lot of pre-production paperwork, storyboards, that kind of thing. But he sold all the prop stuff. Wow. That's that's kind of a cool little designation you've carved out for yourself there. There is somebody else. Because when I got started on this, there was somebody else who outbid both of us. The guy who sold me this stuff and me. Somebody outbid us both. So there's a third person out there with exceptionally deep wallets who got some things I really wanted and thought I had locked. <laughs> like the VHS tape of all the tests of the duck outfits. That's pretty cool. But that's something that can be replicated. You own one of a kind stuff. That is true. And I wish that whoever got that tape would upload it to YouTube. That was my plan was to digitally archive and put it out there for everyone. I'd like to share this stuff. Which is why I'm taking some of it to Indiana Comic Con at the end of April. Nice roundabout. (laughs) Speaking of cons, I think Indiana (laughs) Comic Con is going to be one of the best this year with us showing Howard the Duck. I think we just came from one of the worst last weekend. Well, it it was small, and I don't understand how conventions shrink every year. Wizard World St. Louis, the first year, it was pretty good size for a small Midwestern city. Because St. Louis is not Chicago, guys. It is not. It's a a lot smaller. And each year it keeps getting tinier and tinier and tinier. And I pointed out to Arnie that I think we have a lot of non-comic toy slash whatever booths at this one a lot more than usual. He goes, oh, no, it's just because the floor's smaller. We got to the halfway point, had lunch hopped back in and he's like yeah this one has a lot more of those non-essential booths i mean we had what lasik the gutter guy (laughs) yeah he it was a different guy and he didn't dress up this year so i'm so disappointed in that (laughs) they they had the sugar gliders they always have those though there were two booths selling the hot pack cold pack things insoles good market for it i guess snickers they were handing out free samples 
You can hear our full rundown of Wizard World St. Louis on Star Wars Action News episode 473. But in short, what a disappointment. And we already mentioned on this show previously that Kristen Ritter had canceled. After we recorded our last show, in post, we had to remove my excitement to see John Bernthal because he was a very last-minute cancellation, Punisher from Daredevil Season 2. Oh, Shane. Yeah, Shane. But he's really good. He was in a boxing movie, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but he was really good in the boxing movie. Grudge Match. Yeah, he's the one who I think will have a career after Walking Dead, whereas I think Coral and... (laughs) The rest. Coral's like 80 now. (laughs) But no, Bernthal, I mean, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street and he was really good in that. So he canceled at like the very last minute, which was disappointing. I will say, though, I did get a chance to meet both Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil. Oh, wow. And I keep forgetting he's British, even though I saw him in that movie Stardust. Wait, is that the one with the floating pirate ship? Yeah. With Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the star. Okay, that's a cute movie. And then I met Eldon Henson, who plays Foggy Nelson. And I didn't realize it until I was standing at his desk. But this guy's been in everything. He was in The Mighty Ducks. I didn't realize that because he had dark black hair in that movie. See, I thought he just had one of those recognizable faces or a face that looks like other people. But maybe you're right. Maybe he's just been in a lot of stuff that I'm not giving him credit for. Yeah, he wasn't Joshua Jackson, the lead of the Mighty Ducks. No, he played the goalie. But he was in all three Mighty Ducks films. Then in She's All That and Idle Hands. Remember Idle Hands? That Yes, because that's what I worry about when I have surgeries. <laughs> Dumb and Dumberer, Butterfly Effect, Deja Vu, all of these things. The thing that really shocked me is he was in Hunger Games as like the only character I actually liked in the Hunger Games films, Pollux. Was he the camera guy? He was the mute. His tongue was ripped out, but he was able to make explosives and things. Oh, okay. He did a lot of great eye acting in that. (laughs) (laughs) Eye acting. Well, you know how he can convey all those emotions without ever saying a word? He was like my favorite character in The Hunger Games. I just figured out where I know him from best. Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome in that. But yeah, this guy's a chameleon. He's been in a lot of stuff. That's crazy. Is he a pretty cool guy then? He was. He was chatting people up and really just very conversational. He was posing for photos with people. And Charlie Cox was nice too, breaking the rules and doing selfies at the desk. Well, he used to also go under a different name too. So if you had any name recognition for any of the characters, it's lost because this is his third name now. (sighs) He used to be Eldon Ryan Ratliff and then Eldon Ratliff and now he's Eldon Henson. Yeah, but cool guy, Charlie Cox, cool guy. Neither one had ever seen the Emmy screeners for Daredevil before, so they were very excited to be signing something they hadn't seen, and they now probably think I'm an Emmy voter. Yeah, funny how they weren't on the list. You'd think they would get something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, wouldn't they just get this? I mean, I think if you're in a show, you get all the crap, don't you? Right. Maybe you don't get to vote in the Emmys. (laughs) Well, I'm keeping my eye out. I'm so glad I didn't get David Tennant. When Kristen Ritter quit, I decided I wasn't going to go get Purple Man David Tennant's autograph. That sounded like a fuster cluck. Yeah, it was really crazy. First of all, you only could get the Doctor Who people's autograph if you got a VIP ticket there. Because it came with a photo op, blah, blah, blah. 
And there were probably thousands of people who bought those. Every culmination of the VIP. And the lines for that were crazy. And then David Tennant's plane was apparently five hours late. So they had to move the panel, move all the signings, move photo ops. And there's a lot of people angry about the panel because one of the perks of the VIP badge is you get first seating at their panels, which is kind of nice if you think about it because of all the panels that Wizard World has... These are the ones that usually get the most traffic. Apparently, people were lining up for the David Tennant panel, and they were letting general admission in before the VIPs. VIPs had to sit at the back of the room if they got in at all. Some people didn't get in at all to it because they let general VIP in, and it's just a mess. A friend of mine was there until almost 8.30 at night getting autographs just because they were running so late. What in the... And the floor closed at 7. That's just... You know, when you charge that much for admission, you think that, you know, making sure that the things you promise are going to go off without a hitch. So it sounds like management of Wizard World itself needs to step it up. Yeah, there are a lot of people complaining about the St. Louis convention because of that and because his plane was late, which things happen. There's nothing you can do. But maybe on something like that, they need to book the person in to come the night before. Well, I got lucky because I didn't want a photo with David Tennant. No offense, I'm just not a Whovian. It's not I'm against it. I just didn't want to pay the $400 VIP admission if I just wanted one autograph. But a friend of mine only wanted the photo, didn't want the autograph. So we were going to go in half and half. And I'm like, all right, I'll pay 200 for the autograph. You pay 200 for the photo. But he also wanted the admission. I was fine with that because I had a press pass. He got busy, forgot to order, and the VIP sold out. So I actually got lucky in that I didn't have that ticket because of his laziness. But the kicker is, my friend who didn't get the photo ended up hanging out at the airport the next day, saw David Tennant, got an autograph and a photo with him for free. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I actually bought at the con, other than the autographs, was more Flegos. I'm kind of a Flego addict now. I realized they made Fantastic Four Flegos, including a translucent human torch, and I didn't have him. That's cool. So I picked up the whole Fantastic Four. Now, the weekend we're recording this is another con in addition to Wizard World Madison, which I almost went for Brett Dalton's autograph and then decided that I wasn't going to drive 10 hours for Brett Dalton's autograph. Although Madison's a really cool town. I have to say there's a restaurant in their square called the Old Fashioned that is amazing. And cheese and beer, what could go wrong? Yeah, it's a real college party town. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where the University of Wisconsin is. And that's one of the craziest places I've ever spent a weekend. It's a fun, fun town. Oh, yeah. I get, Of course, I'm probably too old to go spend a crazy weekend like that again. I'd probably just have to go get some toys and autographs and call it good. Yeah, pretty much. That's, yeah. <laughs> but heading in the Pacific Northwest is Emerald City Comic Con, which has now been bought by Reed Pop, who does C2E2 and New York Comic Con. Oh, nice. I have a whole bunch of friends that are there, not there myself. I haven't made it to Emerald City yet. It's on my list of cons to add, but... Man, they have Funko there with one of the most limited exclusives I've ever seen them do. A pop glow-in-the-dark green goblin limited to 300 pieces. Oh, ouch. Yeah, ouch. That's, that's going to fetch a pretty penny on the secondary market. Yes, it did. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. You know, if I'm already at San Diego Comic-Con, I'm standing in line. I will get what I can for people. 
But asking someone to go stand in a line for Funko at a different convention is a little bit of an imposition because they're probably going to be all day. I know somebody who tried yesterday, the first day the con opened, she purchased an early access badge for an extra $200 so she could get on the floor early and get in Funko's line. She spent all day there yesterday, didn't get anything. She was almost last in line. By the time she got up there, there was only like one item left. Then she went today and stood in line to get into the convention center with her early access for three hours before she got to the Funko line even. Then she got bumped by all the Funko VIPs and put back at the line and wasn't sure she's even going to get anything. But, you know, eight hours later, she got what she needed. Whoa. Limit one per person, though. So even if she had gotten there, she couldn't have picked us up one, and I would have never asked someone for that. So, yeah. Hi-ho, hi-ho to eBay I went. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is now the most expensive pop I've ever bought. I'll just say that. <sighs> yeah, and it's probably one of those at 300 pieces. It's not going to get any cheaper in the future. So you probably did the right thing at getting it right away i refuse to look to see if it went down if i cooled it i don't ever want to know <laughs> so so i won't send you the google updates no please don't i can't live with that <laughs> Justin, do it for me not for him <laughs> they also had a panel there where they announced the wacky wobbler line of bobbleheads that they have been doing forever is coming to an end huh. it is being replaced by just a line called wobblers well <laughs> different body style they've got the pop heads on the little skinny bodies oh all right i personally am kind of frightened by bobbleheads so i don't know how i feel about this yeah i've never been i've never been a bobblehead fan at all like any of my pops that are bobbleheads they stay in the box anyway so i wouldn't know yes they're creepy <sighs> this is weird i feel like funko is just trying to find new ways to get people into things that they might not necessarily want to have gotten into look it works because this is a new Beanie Baby. Listen, someday their bubble is going to pop. Ah! I kill me! <laughs> and when that happens, I think they want to have something there to catch it. And so, yeah, they're doing the wobblers with kind of the cutesy eyes, but tall, more detailed bodies instead of the cookie cutter kind of bodies they're doing now with all pretty much the same pose. I will say that I kind of dig the style on the bodies, but the eyes are not doing it for me. They're a little overly done anime style eyes. Well, they've got the little whites in them, like pupils on them now, whereas the pops yeah. don't have pupils. And until you said that, I couldn't figure out why these were different. And that's exactly it. Well, the picture that our friend took and gave us was of four Star Wars figures. And it seems pretty appropriate to me that Princess Leia and Rey have Disney princess eyes now. Shut it. <laughs> they are not princesses. Princess Leia is a princess, but she's not a Disney princess. Ugh, they actually kind of look like uh, precious moments. Oh, those God, little... yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But these could be cool for helmeted and masked figures, I think, if you're not seeing those weird looking eyes. I'll go with this the way I went with the Wacky Wobblers. Skip most, maybe pick up one or two if I really like the character or the design. I am not going down the Pop Dorbs line again. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're done with Dorbs? No, I'm just saying I started all in on Pops and all in on Dorbs. I can't go all in anymore on Funko stuff. No, you can't. The minis, of course, the mystery minis, and the pens, and yeah, that's it. No more. I know somebody who's all in on everything Funko. Yikes. Everything. All lines. Yes. Not just Marvel, Star Wars, all lines. Everything. That is enough to drive a person insane. 
Yes. And I thought I had it bad. <laughs> like, for example, there's another Marvel exclusive. This one is just available to Disney stores in Europe. I think this person that is all in on Funko is dangerous. Because she let us know about this. Yeah, she's the one who clued me into this. There's a five-pack of the Pops, which haven't been seen before, at least in the lines that we do. But it's in a long box, and you've got Black Panther, Agent 13, Cap, Iron Man, and Masked Crossbones in just this nice little long box, exclusive only to Disney UK. It's really nice, even though those Pops are ones you already have, or different boxes. Yeah, I was going to say, are any of these exclusive pops, or is it just that they're all together in one pack that makes it exclusive? The packaging is exclusive. Okay. And you know how that is. That's something that, you know, even a completionist could get over not having. Not this one. (laughs) Yeah, there's been something dangerous going on in our house right now where I have been inventorying Arnie's toys. I heard that sharp intake of breath, Justin. Yeah, that's a that's a daunting task. It is. I've started small, started with Funko Pops. I went all in on pop protectors when she started this because these boxes, they are not meant to last. These things are more fragile than eggshells. You look at them crossways and they crease. They're paper thin. I've seen priority mail envelopes with thicker cardboard. Well, and a lot of times the glue comes undone on the boxes too after a few years. So I've also been boxing the pops into these vinyl plastic cases. Actually, they're really great because they they come flat. You peel off the film and then you pull it apart and boom, there's your little pop box. So these are, are now in our convention bag to take to every convention where we're going to get pops. Oh, nice. So they're more of like a like a packaging type of pet G type of plastic that you can build a box out of. They're not the $10 a piece hard plastic ones that Funko sells. I have That's a- what I was thinking. Yeah, because those cost, like you said, 10 bucks, you know, eight bucks if you're lucky a piece. It's like, well, now you're just double the cost of every pop you own. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. I've seen them online lately getting down around six a piece. I don't know if They just didn't sell well or if Funko's lowered the price. But yeah, those I couldn't possibly justify because Marjorie's been inventorying. I have over 200 Marvel Pops. That's just what I found because what's happened is we've packed them and labeled them and they've got mixed in with the other stuff, you know, in the boxes. So I've got to locate and he's keeping these in the box. I've equated them to roaches because every time I turn around, I find a freaking pop somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's one over there. Big, oh, there's another one. Uh, <laughs> no, he's they're not kidding. There, there's one behind me and I didn't even know it. <laughs> 200 sounds like a pretty big number when it comes to pops. But if you think about it, there's been, what, 12 Deadpools just in the last month. Oh, my God. The Deadpools are going to take over the world. There are so many. Like number 20. I don't know why this number specifically has probably over 20 variations of it. In different colors, sometimes the arm's up, sometimes the arm's down, sometimes he's holding a sword different. It's, oh my god, it's crazy. So no, to get back to the packaging thing, (laughs) I'm not spending $6 a piece on those heavy plastic ones. Specific ones, like perhaps this Emerald City Comic Con Green Goblin, and the one that was previously my most expensive, a... Japan exclusive metallic Spider-Man given out at the premiere of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Those go in the heavy, heavy plastic. But these are just like a soft vinyl type that costs a little over a dollar a piece when I buy in bulk. And I was still a little hesitant on a dollar a piece because I'm like, 
I have over 200. It's, you know, going to be a big drop. But then I realized these things have appreciated in value. One of my white phoenixes is now selling at $350. Wow. So a dollar or so a piece to not have to replace them and to be able to store them because we've been constantly stymied by finding boxes the right size where we wouldn't crease the bubbles and things. By putting them in this, we can now box them and store them better, display them in these vinyl boxes and they're protected. And I've been buying them on Amazon now where you can get packs of 120 of these. This is how we know we have over 200 in addition to the spreadsheet is she's gone through 240 of these protectors. <laughs> she asked me to buy more. So 240 more are on the way. Yeah. But then the problem is not all of them are the same size. Most of them are your standard pop size. There's three sizes. Well, I know of at least four. There's standard pop size. Okay, there's right. There's four. There's the vehicle size, like the Deadpool taco truck and Lola. Yeah. Right. There's the big size for like Thanos. And Baymax. And Baymax. Although Baymax is not part of the Marvel line. That's actually a separate line. I know this is, I know way too much about this. This is getting confusing, isn't it, Justin? (laughs) No, but you bring up an interesting point. I hadn't thought about all the different sizes of Funko stuff, but. The Hulkbuster is its own size. The one that came in the Marvel Collector Corps. It is only the same as Hagrid from the Harry Potter line. Well, and then there's the two packs, because there was a two pack for Civil War, Iron Man and Cap. Then there's this five pack. (sighs) So I got really lucky. I did some Googling and I found a site. I love this name. I've got (laughs) protection.com. What else do they sell? They have just about every size pop protector you could want. I have not gotten my order in from them yet, but I placed a hefty order for some six inch pop protectors, nine inch pop protectors, standard four inch pop protectors, Hulkbuster pops, two packs. So, and they even have a four pack for the turtles. I'm hoping that they will come up with a five pack for this Marvel set. Seems like they're going along as the new packaging sizes come along. They, they get them out there. This is a pretty cool site. I'll come back on a later show and let you know how the protectors from I've Got Protection are, but they're reasonably priced. And they have multi-packs, too. Well, and I highly recommend this if you are transporting or shipping pops. I'm taking a bunch of these to Comic-Con based on what Funko's going to have for sale, just because I'm going to have to ship stuff home. And I can't tell you how many times I I learned the first few times Pops cannot go in a box with other items because they'll just arrive smashed. So now I've got this intricate system where I wrap the pop in bubble wrap, I put it in a box, and then I wrap that box in bubble wrap or pack it with peanuts into another box. And it seems to protect them. They are finicky little things. They are. If you look at them wrong, they crumble. But yeah, the next time we're really going to have to deal with this is San Diego Comic-Con. Although I honestly, I'm getting so jaded. I'm like, do we even bother going to Lego Funko or Hasbro anymore, or should I just budget into our Comic-Con budget eBay prices for everything there? Because last year, we barely got anything from Funko. Marjorie was able to get a couple by hook and by crook. I was the last person in line, literally. We were lucky to get into the Hasbro line, but man, it is always such a fighting, scraping thing. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point where you definitely can't plan to do all three. You almost have to prioritize one over the other two and just go ahead and accept that you're going to have to have eBay for two out of the three places. 
Well, Lego I've given up on because the little exclusive minifigs are a random drawing that you have to be in three different places. You got to go up to the sales pavilion to enter and then you have to come down. And I've heard way too many stories about it being rigged. Allegedly, this is what I've heard from people who've been in the line is they point kids to one computer and point the adults to the other like they have iPads. The kids almost always win something, but the adults almost never do. Hmm. Lego. What are you trying to do? Appeal to kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's okay because you can spend hours each day in that line waiting. First of all, you have to get in line. Some people get in line as early as 2 or 3 a.m. in order to get to that line. So it's kind of... And the same thing with the pops at Funko. I mean, it's like, we'll give it a shot, but... And well, Hasbro, I think I'm just going to try to get a ticket on a later day. That preview night crush, I'm just so tired of the bruises. Yeah. It's getting vicious. Every year it gets crazier and crazier. It does. But we did get our hotel for Comic-Con. This week was the hotel lottery. And they did it differently this year. Normally what you do is they tell you hotels go on sale this date, this time. You log in, refresh the page like crazy, trying to wait for the form to open. Watch the site crash about 200 times. Get your choices in and get out because it, it's you got to get in and get out in one of the first few. Last year I did it. I didn't go to a hotel room. I still managed to book a room at the Hyatt. Like three days before the convention, we were offered a room at the Hard Rock through this or a wait list because a lot of times people's credit cards are declined. They cancel even though they've put down a down payment, whatever. So this year we didn't do the pre-sale, which you did, Justin, and it was pretty easy. You just went in and picked your room and you were done, right? Yeah, I mean, felt like that was a couple of weeks ago already, but I'm hearing all this stuff about the lottery going like, wait a minute, that sounds like more fun. I should have, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what happens. So this year, to keep their servers running optimally, which is something they want to do because it benefits everybody, including them, you could go into the waiting room and then at nine o'clock Pacific time, they were randomizing everybody and they just shuffled everybody into an order that was completely random. And when you got access to the form is when your hotel choices counted. So you, I got in, picked my six choices, and then at the bottom, they have a bunch of choices that you have to pick. They're radio buttons. You have to pick one where you pick whether waitlist me for any hotel, waitlist me for a hotel on the shuttle route, or don't waitlist me at all if none of my choices are available. So we picked any hotel, and I ended up with my third choice, which is out in Mission Valley. I don't care because it's perfect. It's, I put it on there for my third choice as a reason. It's right next door to a FedEx shipping station. And a trolley and a Starbucks. Got all the necessary things. <laughs> and it is half a mile walking distance from a Target, too, so pretty good there. So it's great. And it's actually over by you, Justin. You're in Hotel Circle, which is right by Mission Valley. And it worked out good. Now, there's a number of people who didn't get their first choice who are very unhappy with the way the system works, but they also didn't like it last year when everybody raced to fill out the form at the same time. So I don't know what the best answer is other than San Diego's downtown is literally just made of hotel rooms. I think that's the only way everyone could stay downtown. Right. I mean, I feel like you see all these huge skyscrapers that are hotels and wonder, like, how are all of these filled the capacity? But then you got to wonder how many of those are pre-booked out for celebrities and A-listers and handlers and stuff like that. Well, that's something to think about, too, because, I mean, the, the Marriott and the Hyatt there each have over 1,100 rooms. Those big, huge towers. That's a lot of rooms. Keep in mind, the artists already got to pick their rooms. They already did their for the 
artists and exhibitors. Plus, you have studios probably reserving entire floors or big blocks because you have celebrities, you have handlers, all that fun stuff. I read the head of Loot Crate posted that when he buys his huge space for his two-story booth, he's given a block of hotel rooms as an option with that. And he should because if there's no vendors, there's no convention, people. And you've got all the people who are guesting panels. They need rooms. So it's not like all these rooms are available just to attendees. Right. And workers and people manning booths. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just wow. But let me just say this. We have only stayed downtown like three years out of 11 San Diego Comic Cons for us. And honestly, I prefer not to. People seem to think that if they're not downtown, that the entire con experience is ruined. I've had our con experience ruined by staying downtown and then having people use our hotel room as a drop-off point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guilty. Well, it wasn't ruined, but we did have a room that was... Too close. It looked like the Hasbro toy booth in there. I, in my defense, I only dropped off one huge helicarrier. That's okay. <laughs> He's teasing. But it was a year of the helicarrier. So literally my hotel room was a maze of boxes that year. It was kind of funny. It was like playing Marco Polo because they're almost as tall as me. <laughs> but the trolley is how you want to get to the convention. The shuttles take too long. If you get a hotel on the trolley route, they have right of way. They don't stop for traffic. They don't stop for pedestrians. They just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Pedestrians stop for them. So as long as you're on the trolley route, you're going to get there and you're going to get there fast. And you need to be far enough away from the con that you can actually get on the trolley. Yes, there are certain spots where if you're getting on after that point, good luck. It's not going to happen. I'd say the mall. What the mall? Fashion Valley Mall. Yeah, yeah, after every- that, it's pretty much good luck. But the last two years, if you recall, over at Fashion Valley, they've not let people park in the mall lot anymore for the trolley like they used to. So they've mm-hmm. stopped that at, during Comic-Con. And there were a few years I was afraid our car was going to get towed because we parked just in the grass under the trolley. And hey, going to go with it. The only downside to the trolley is it is very hard to get on it to go back if you're leaving when everybody else is leaving. That everybody's trying to get on the same trolleys and it's always crushed and crowded. So you either stay a little later or leave a little earlier, but... It thins out pretty quickly after the floor closes. It's like two trains go through and you're good. Have a beer, relax. But between bag check at the convention, which is a mere $3, and you can load up those giant bags and it's still $3, and the trolley... We we don't need a car for convention. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, the point being is that... Even if you're not downtown, there's plenty of options to get from Hotel Circle or wherever you happen to get a hotel to get to the convention center. Absolutely. And, you know, the shuttles are great, too. Even though they may take a little longer because of the traffic, once they get by the Marriott, they have a special lane to get up to the convention center. So if you can make it that far, you're good. And if you get it before the traffic crush hits in the morning, you're fine. There are tons of options. And actually, out in Mission Valley, there's a lot of great places to eat, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. With the shuttles, it's like they might be a little more crowded. You might have to wait one or two times for the shuttle to actually have room to get you. But once they drop you off, that's front door. They're dropping you off right at the door for the most part. There's a few shuttles that get dropped off down around the corner. but Well, and sometimes if if it's too much, they will let you out like at the Marriott if they can't move at all. And they'll open the door and say, anyone wants to get off, you can. But lately, the crush of people has been that it doesn't do any good. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just a wave of humanity. Are you guys ready? I mean, are we are we ready to go do this? Yeah, <laughs> it's only a few short months away. I am excited. Yeah, I'm. I still love San Diego Comic Con. So none of this is to say that I'm dour on the experience. No, not at all. I'm just saying, if you can't handle a regular convention, don't go because it is utterly bonkers. That's a big hookup site, you know. <laughs> he, is he, it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've been married every time I've gone. Apparently, there's this whole underside of Comic-Con we all don't know about because we're married. But it's like crazy hookup time for single people. And then there's a whole bunch of people who are like, yeah, everyone hooks up at Comic-Con. That's what you do. <laughs> I'm missing out on the Comic-Con experience is what you're telling me? Sure. Who has the energy for that? It's so right? exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, a bed. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that probably would be the uh, experience. What, you've actually... Bed? It's comfy? Yeah, give me like five minutes. All right. And snooze. <laughs> Sitting down just feels so good. I know. <laughs> right? Then to go conning another two days after that. Just I like, know. Well. I know, right? <laughs> well, enough con talk. Let's get to some collecting talk in... The Spectacular Store Report. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a new Captain America movie coming out. Were you guys aware? When, when is this happening? I think it's like in a few weeks or something. I'm not really sure. I'm sorry. All I've been thinking about lately is Batman v Superman. I mean, do we need <laughs> any more movies after that? That's just the end of all be all of superhero films, right? Your mom's name is Martha? <laughs> so is my mom. We are friends again. Yay. <laughs> <sighs> well, <laughs> well, in conjunction with this movie, as, as fast as the Batman v Superman merchandise is being moved out, because they had Doritos and Dr. Pepper and probably some other stuff I didn't notice. You mean all the stuff Avengers 2 had last year? Yes. Captain America has a whole bunch of unhealthy foods as well, too. So, just to run down what I found so far. Starburst. But not on the little wrappers, just on the package. Skittles, same thing. They're not the colors of freedom. So you're telling me Captain America's tasting the rainbow? He is, yes. <laughs> Juicy fruit gum. I've heard rumors that there's some orbit gum as well, like probably what they did with the Star Wars. The little tubs? Yes. There's also Keebler chocolate fudge stripe cookies. And it's just the packaging, and it has a special exclusive you can get to get a virtual reality viewer, either Cap or Iron Man, that can is in conjunction with an app that you can download for your phone. That thing is weird because it tries to be like Oculus Rift. It's Oculus Thrift, though. <laughs> <laughs> the VR app is 360 degrees in all directions. So like you have to turn while holding your phone to look right. You will not be playing this game on the subway or at work. Let's just say that. Actually, it's probably one of the more normal things I would have ever seen done on a subway. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen those videos where people eat nothing but like Big Macs for a month just to see what happens to them? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, super size me. Yeah, the Morgan Spurlock film. Well, not just that, but other people have done it, too, where it's like, I'm going to live off of just, you know, McDonald's French fries for a month just to see what happens. Or I'm going to drink nothing but Coca-Cola for a month. Well, I was going to say we should not this time, but next year for the next big tentpole movie. We should pledge to subsist only off of tie-in products for that no. movie for an entire month. No. For those <laughs> who watched our review, the bonus review for 
Podbean donors of the Hulkbuster review. Man, nothing was more unhealthy than Deadpool's tie-ins of Mike's Harder Lemonade. And what were those onion strings? Oh, Picnic. They weren't onion strings. They're the shoestring french fries. You know, they're still in the potato chip aisle. Oh, my God. I've never had anything so greasy in my life. Picnic with a K. Two Ks on that. Have you ever had those? Uh, I don't believe so. They're like little hardened french fries or like potato chips in like french fry form, but they're really thin. I needed Dawn to take the grease off of my fingers after touching It was them. gross. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. I, I still, like, if I see Mike's Harder Lemonade now, I go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and I walked by a display the other day and I kind of had some flashbacks. <laughs> All of our stomachs the next day were so trashed. Like, I went up with Daryl in the morning and he's like, how's your stomach? I'm like, how's yours? He's like, yeah, not good. <laughs> okay, so maybe we won't. No, no, I- I'm going to have to. You can do it, Justin. You go ahead. <laughs> just, just to see what happens. You have kids. Maybe your kids can do it. Oh, that's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) So in addition to all this, we've still got Kellogg's brand cereal coming out. I've seen photos online of like Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops having some tie-ins. Those are like the get the free ticket stuff. All these things have where you can get the free ticket except for the cookies, which where you can get the, the masks if you send in a picture of your receipt where you buy all of these on the same receipt or in series of receipts within 30 days you can get the viewer for free it also includes cheez-its because cheez-its have it has a double box one side's team awesome and the other side's team has life issues i gotta say i'm really disappointed in the packaging here because i would think if you're doing the skittles you'd have a cap bag and an iron man bag but because this is a cat movie it seems like all the packaging is cap only except Aww. for like the cheese well they're just they're just getting everybody ready for cap not to make it through the movie shut up <laughs> well and then there's also pop secret popcorn that's the last item the coolest one of them all because it's got like two characters on the cover and on the actual bags is like a comic panel of the two of them fighting and it looks huh. like old school Marvel art. I can't tell if they've actually culled the panel from an old comic or if it's just drawn in that way, but it's kind of fun. Nice. And of course, there's a lot of toys out there. Target had a kick-ass Civil War end cap. They did. They replaced the BB-8 from Star Wars with this really cool, tall, rotating display in this like capsule that is cap one side and Iron Man the other, and it just rotates. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're trying to depict there, honestly. I don't know. It looks kind of neat. They're trying to depict the duality of human nature, Justin. It's really very an existential toy aisle display. So what's the Uh, deal then with Black Widow and Falcon on the other side of the end caps then? While they are decking the toy aisles out with the branding and marketing of this, there's not a whole lot of collector-friendly stuff out there yet. It seems to be a lot of role-playing and masks. and And titans. Yeah, and a lot of Titans. There are so many Titans, I think you could literally build an army with them, you have that many. I do find it cool that Target did do two packs, though, an Iron Man pack and a Cat pack. Yeah, and that's a quick way to get, what, 10 or 12 Titans? It's either five or six per pack. Yeah, so it's an army in a box. I I will admit to you guys that the more times I go and don't see any toys, because I check the aisles Every time I go, because I'm really excited about this movie, and all I see are Titans. And I sometimes think I need to buy one or two. Oh, don't do that. 
Don't do you that. Know, That's like. But I'm really liking Black Widow with that neon orange hair, just because it's so striking. <laughs> I think Marjorie has the ability to buy just one and be done with it, though. Oh, that's true. I totally do. I'm not sick. Yeah, but she'd buy a box set of five. Uh, Just keep an eye on them. Those things are going to go on clearance for sure. Oh, yeah. They're down to eight bucks at Walmart's, some of the older ones. Well, the individuals, not the boxes. Yeah, the individuals, not the boxes. Well, the new legends are shipping now. I got my shipping notice that the third wave of legends for the year, Captain America Wave 2, is shipping so those will be hitting store shelves real soon. Nice. Build a giant man, build a figure. There's another line of toys out, guys, that I'm finding in stores. Jada Toys is making a line of die-cast metal figures for Civil War. There's 4-inch and 6-inch versions. Uh, hey, you know what? I haven't seen these, but I've seen some for Batman versus Superman. Yes, and the Batman is what convinced me to buy these because Arnie had shown me a picture of these, and I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, I saw them on Big Bad Toy Store, and I'm like, eh, they're pretty inexpensive. Marjorie, do you like them? And I was like, no, they don't do anything for me. And then I thought Toys R Us, and they did something for me. And I bought (laughs) Iron Man and Cap. They have more, but I've not been able to find them. And they're not even on their website, but they're on the back of the box. The back of the box shows, like, Black Widow and Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. I wonder if they actually have all those made or if they're being a little hopeful that the line does well and they'll get to those eventually. That's what I wonder, because they just don't have them listed anywhere on their site. Now, they do have a Deadpool. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at Deadpool, and I can't help but think it looks like Vern Troyer in a Deadpool outfit. Oh, my God, it does. <laughs> it kind of like does. Like the head tilt and everything. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these were kind of fun to find. and They've got two, a two-pack out, and there's two different sizes of figures. I don't know how much I need to do on this, but... I think it's cool they're 100% die-cast. Yeah, they are, and they're pretty good heft. Dang. This type of thing where you don't want some kid to have a temper tantrum and start throwing his toys around. That is correct. <laughs> so what are these what are these run? I haven't even really paid attention to the ones I've seen at the store to see how much they cost. It's like eleven bucks. That's not too terrible. No, I was actually expecting more. And the cuteness of Batman coupled with the nice price point, I'm like, well, I have to buy these now. See, it makes sense to me a little bit in the Batman one with his big armor suit, but some of these other ones I'm not quite sure how I feel about metal as human so iron man makes sense yeah the iron man makes sense i agree and the cap is cuter in person than he looks on the website like the six inch one it looks like he's wearing his dad's helmet it just looks too big but on the four inch one it works it's actually molded it doesn't look like it's just sitting on his head funny for some reason they're super cute in person and photography just doesn't do them justice huh yeah i agree they actually did look better in person and when I saw the Batman v Superman ones at Walmart, I was like, yeah, this might be a line to keep our eye on. And yeah, I think they are. And they did just announce a week ago on their Facebook page that Civil War Wave 2 is coming soon. And they teased the silhouette of the Black Widow one. Ooh. So right now we just have Wave 1, which is Cap and Iron Man. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun to see how these go in the future. Now that two-pack, they're both battle damage. So oh. Iron Man's got scuffed up armor and Cap has like some bruises. So we do need it, huh? I don't know. This is your collection, not mine. Oh, is it mine? Are you sure? I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, if you haven't yet, you may want to hit up your five below 
a whole bunch of Marvel Infinite Series 3 and 3 quarters, a.k.a. Marvel Universe, are going to Five Below. There was Valkyrie and Beta Ray Bill and Rocket, Raccoon and Star-Lord and a bunch of options. So I went and I think there were a couple of those I missed and Marjorie wanted an extra Beta Ray Bill. I do love Beta Ray Bill for some reason. And these were 12 apiece at my Toys R Us and now they're five below. Well, they're five. (laughs) Right at five. Yeah, this below is kind of shaky every once in a while. Yeah, that's a, that's a great price for the still very well-articulated figures from that line. And also the Playmation figures to go from well-articulated to little statues. <laughs> Those are there, and I actually found myself wanting some. We do not have, at least that I know of, a super adaptoid Marvel Legend. At no point has Hasbro made one. But there's one in that Playmation line, so I figured it's close enough that it could be displayed with them. So, yeah, we've never had a figure of Super Adaptoid, but right about the time when we were starting this show, there was a Super Adaptoid mini bust that I remember us looking at and thinking was kind of cool looking. Yeah, kind of a green Captain America. Yeah, with like a Hawkeye mask and stuff like that. And that's his, like, you know, that's his thing. He takes everybody's powers and stuff like that, but. And steals their costumes too. And steals their costumes. <laughs> he has no originality. <laughs> An original man. <laughs> but that'd make a cool figure sometime down the line for Hasbro to take a look at making. Yeah. Just, essentially, since you're just a kit bash. And I saw somebody take the Modoc Playmation figure and put some of the Hasbro aim soldiers behind him, and he actually looked kind of cool. And even though I still love to death the old Playbiz Modoc legend, this is kind of a way to get the updated Marvel Now gritty Modoc look, as if you can do a gritty Modoc. He's adorable, and you know it. Uh, He's still scary. (laughs) But you're right, Justin. There hasn't been a lot of collector-oriented stuff yet. Keep an eye out for those new legends, but most of my shopping's been online. Sales to astonish! Deadpool, the best comic book movie so far this year. Oh, yeah. It is coming out on Blu-ray... And VHS and Laserdisc, if you saw Deadpool's ass on (laughs) April Fool's Day. That was great. It's coming out May 10th. So if you decide you just don't want to see Civil War in theaters, just wait a couple days. You can see Deadpool at home. If you don't want to see Civil War in theaters, then I want to talk to you. (laughs) And of course, with this home release, there are some exclusives. And Justin, I know you pretty much are iTunes only, but... I did think you might be interested in the Best Buy exclusive Deadpool Steelbook that opens up and it's Deadpool on a bearskin rug. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And to be honest with you, I have sort of started picking up some Steelbooks, but mostly oh. only in the Star Wars realm because with, you know, Force Awakens coming out, I thought, hey, why not get one of those Steelbooks? It seems so hard to find. And walked into my Best Buy day of release and they had a thousand of them sitting there. So <laughs> That's really unusual because Arnie collects steelbooks and often, well, before he started ordering them, he'd go to Best Buy and there'd be like a dozen. I think for The Force Awakens, they just made sure that they would make enough to sell. Yeah. They didn't want to turn anyone away with their money still in their pocket. But just in case, I have gone ahead and pre-ordered the Deadpool steelbook from Best Buy. And people are like, well, I want to wait for when it's released and if there's a sale. They never put the steelbooks on sale day of release. So it's the same price now as it will be then. And now I'm just guaranteed to get one. 
And yeah, I probably will go pick that up being it's one of my favorite movies of the year. And having just dipped my toe into the steelbook collecting, I kind of like this packaging. I like how they kind of go simplistic with the covers on these things. Yeah, they do. And it really, a photo does not do a steelbook justice. Yeah, it always gets eaten up by the silver behind it. But don't get complacent based upon how The Force Awakens shipped. If this is something you want, pre-order it in the store. And I'd suggest having it shipped to your house because I've heard the horror stories that if you get it for store pickup, when you get there, they're like, oh, yeah, we sold it. Yeah, we put them all on the shelf. Yeah, I don't have much faith in their ship to store or store pickup at Best Buy based on past experiences I've had. There's also a Target exclusive release of the movie. It's the Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. It's in exclusive Target packaging and comes with an exclusive postcard set. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) And it's like trip postcards. If you look at them, it's like... Greetings from steamy Jacksonville, Florida. It's Deadpool with the thumbs up and it says spandex was a bad idea. So you're ordering this though, right? Yes. Okay. Because these would be super cute to frame. The bottom one, it says from Saskatchewan, and I just see the caption, Canada is for lovers. <laughs> yeah, the way they have them displayed here, you can't see everything, but you get some ideas. And there's another one over here that I think says, how do you say chimichanga in Spanish? But I do me gusta la fiesta. <laughs> you know you want one. It always has a hockey stick on one of them. Yeah, and that's ah. us back in the land of the Wolverine, eh? Ah. <laughs> Take off. Under that one is, he's at somebody, Margaret's School for Wayward Girls. You know you want one. I wonder, and I wonder if that's, yeah, there's Mike's Hard Lemonade in the background of that photo. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Oh, my stomach just recoiled. So this is an awesome, awesome postcard set that I did have to have. (laughs) So I went ahead and pre-ordered that too. Target's exclusives usually aren't hard to find day of, but eh, why go out? Exactly. Also, speaking of Deadpool, this is coming a little bit late as it's like two loot crates ago, but we just got in the mail. I did a Loot Crate level up. I'm not really all that happy with Loot Crate anyway. I stay there because every so often they do a exclusive pop and I like getting boxes in the mail, but I think I'm actually going to cancel. But around the time Deadpool was in theaters, they said, hey, we're doing an exclusive Deadpool shirt from her universe if you level up for an extra 20 some odd a month. Well, I did it. The reason we're coming at this so late is they sent me the men's shirt because I'm a man. I had to send it back, get the woman's shirt from her universe for Marjorie. And after all this, the money, the dealing with their not so helpful Loot Crate support staff, all of this, we get the shirt and it looks like vomit. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like nurses scrubs. Yeah, it's. Like hospital green with lots of little Deadpools on it and lots of tacos and lots of chimichangas. It looks like scrubs you'd wear if you worked in a pediatrician's office. Right, because of the color. But the pattern looks like something that you would buy at the fabric store to make pajamas for a five-year-old. Yes, exactly. So what's going to happen with this shirt is I'm going to probably make a purse out of it or the lining for a purse. It's also a very strange cut. Like, is that a normal cut for women's shirts? I've never seen anybody wearing something with that big of a swooping neck. It is for you to wear, I found this out, with leggings or jeggings because it's got the long back to cover the spandex butt. They're called mullet shirts. (laughs) Because, you know, 
business in the front, party in the rear. <laughs> They're covering up the rear. Yes. Yeah, no, it's ill-fitting with the scoop neck because it's just, it slides down almost like an off both shoulder shirt. And I guess I don't have broad shoulders, maybe. It didn't fit right with that. I don't like the mullet hem, which I guess is part of the problem with something blind packaged. You don't know what you're going to get. Had I known this, I never would have ordered it and I'm never doing this again. And this is from her universe who's been making Star Wars shirts forever and I've come to expect a little bit more from them than this. Funny you mentioned pajama pants, Justin, because her universe actually sells leggings made out of this too. Ah. So are are those less offensive or more offensive than a shirt? I think they're more offensive based on some slang. (laughs) (laughs) And not to pick on anybody's personal taste, if you like this shirt and these pants, I will say this. Just do everybody a favor and don't wear them at the same time. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that if you had the Loot Crate exclusive shirt and these leggings, you could be head to toe in turquoise tacos. (laughs) Which normally you think would be a good thing. (laughs) You know what? I don't know what her universe has against Deadpool, but they're doing him no favors. They have a new top on their homepage, too, that is more Deadpool tacos, a pink background. I'm not a woman, but if I were, I wouldn't wear this. No, no, no. I mean, this reminds me of my grandma, God lover, used to get, like, simplicity sewing patterns and then go (laughs) find, like, things that we were, you know, into as kids, so Star Wars patterns and stuff like that, and make us pajamas and sweatshirts. And this looks like something that is a simplicity pattern. You know, you have like the big cuffs that are black around the wrist and the big black collar. It just uh, it just all seems very homemade. You know, I can't tell if it's got raglan sleeves or set in sleeves. Do you guys know the difference there? Nope. The raglan sleeves are like the old remember sweatshirts in the 80s where the sleeve seam would start like at your neck and go at a diagonal to your armpit. Yes. That's a raglan sleeve. And that's what this looks like it would be is like that. I wait, I, some reason I always equate them with cheap because that's what they are now is not the high quality. Set in sleeves are the way to go now. And that's what this reminds me it would be. It's like a, almost like a knockoff feeling. Uh, you're right, Arnie, though. It's a swing and a miss for the Her Universe Deadpool lineup. But you know what was really cool that I got in the mail Deadpool this week is my retro figure from Diamond Select Toys. Ooh. That was the one that I looked at and looked at and it was almost the one that might have got me into that line. I think you could just get this one without needing to get deep into the line, given that that Mego never made a Deadpool because Deadpool wasn't around when Mego was. Exactly. (laughs) Yep, it would be a good one and done, I guess. I actually picked up two. I picked up a full case of these because I like having the extra body and it comes with three heads, three outfits. Yeah, I'm still one short, but I picked up a repro Mego body for the third one. But you've got him in his white and black outfit, a really retro if Mego had made it outfit, and then a pretty kick-ass soft goods option with guns and knives and hands. And then you can put that next to the inevitable Mezco 112 collective figure (laughs) (laughs) and see how different they are. Totally different markets here. I know, I know. (laughs) That's like saying, we're going to take the Hasbro 12-inch Legend and we're going to put it next to a hot toy, (laughs) even though they cost magnitudes of order different. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cool set. I kind of wish there was a little bit more armory in there, 
But beggars can't be choosers, right? Speaking of hot toys, though, my God, Civil War in my wallet. (laughs) Civil War between me and the credit card company. So here's my order of preference. Winter Soldier, Captain America are the first two you order. Then everything else you can order how you want. Well, they came out with two new figures since we last recorded. The first hit was Ant-Man. With his new updated outfit and cool helmet. With the little antennae protruding, and that was a pretty cool-looking figure. I really do like the evolution of that outfit. But then, next up, they put out Black Panther. And this is exciting to me, because while all the outfits are a little bit different, part of me's like, another Winter Soldier. Another Iron Man slight variation armor. Another cap. Do 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 do. Another cap. Do 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 do. Hey. Another cap. Do 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 You can never have too many Captain Americas. I'm sorry. How many Iron Mans do you have? All of them. Who has more costume changes than Cher? Iron Man. But this is our first really new character. Yeah. And his outfit, I love the detail Hot Toys put into it with all the little... I mean, it's a black outfit, but there's so much texture to it. I'm always, always impressed with Marvel's ability to bring comic costumes into the real world and make them look cool. And Black Panther is one of those ones where you're starting to get to be, hey, it's a dude in tights, (laughs) (laughs) you know? really sharp fingernails right but they managed to do just a dude in a bodysuit really cool looking here and as always hot toys picks up on all those details and replicates them in in the smaller scale but this is pretty darn awesome looking Uh, i was really impressed by it and while i've ordered all of them this is the one that actually has me most excited so far until they get to the spider-man (laughs) Even the Spider-Man, though, I feel like we have from all the other movies, Spider-Man 3 on up. But Black Panther, I do not have a Black Panther hot toy. No. You will. You're still getting Cap and Bucky, though. Oh, yes. Okay. They're really doing Team Cap all up. I think... It's Captain America's movie! I think the Team Fun V needs a little more support here. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, this whole movie is shaping up to be... A nightmare for Arnie, I can tell already, because, (laughs) you know, outside of like you just mentioned that Black Panther is a new character. So that's great. Everybody else in this movie has slightly different things going on from their last scene on screen costume. So you have to end up getting them. I just am waiting for Hot Toys Giant Man. And what will that cost? It's probably going to be a quarter scale, right? (laughs) If they market it right, they could do it. It's a quarter scale or a giant Hot Toys 12-inch. Also online this week, I have been stalking MarvelShop.com for their Diamond Select exclusive Spider-Man figure. I ordered that when they first came out a couple months ago, and they shoved mine in a way too small box, and it came, like, all janky. And then they've been sold out in stores and online for months But they got them back in this week. So if you missed out on that Marvel Shop exclusive, Disney Store exclusive, Spider-Man with the Peter Parker head and everything, you can get that online right now. Is that the one with this camera? Yeah. Awesome. And finally, if you're looking for more Captain America toys, Dorkside Toys. They have Gwen, Spider-Gwen in stock right now, $21.99, shipping within 24 hours. 
Hopefully she's not sold out by the time you hear this. And the Marvel Legends Captain America Giant Man Wave set of six or case of eight ready to ship within 24 hours. I might have to hop on that. That's Iron Man, Captain America, Red Guardian, Nick Fury, Nuke, and Black Panther. And, you know, if you get the six to build Giant Man, you're just not getting an extra Iron Man and Captain America from the case. Yeah, it's up to you. The set is $144.99 or the case for $164.99 if you want an extra cap and Iron Man for 10 bucks a piece to, I don't know, take to work and put on your desk the two fighting each other. See, you always have a good reason of why that $20 is better spent. <laughs> <laughs> Dorkside Toys, I mean, you can get your Marvel Legends there. You can pre-order that Marvel Select Carnage figure that I paid way too much for last year. <laughs> three and three quarter inch legends wave two with ant-man and daredevil and gamora in her space suit and the lucho libre and it's always fun to check out their clearance stuff too you always find something fun over there for way less than you thought it was gonna be i feel like that walking dead guts coming out zombie figure would have some place in a marvel diorama somewhere <laughs> like that somebody wolverine just disemboweled <laughs> You're right. He would make good background fodder. <laughs> Just put him under like Galactus's foot. And remember when going to Dorkside Toys, please use the link from our homepage. Finally, this just in news from the web. Speaking of Cap and Iron Man facing off against each other, Kotobukiya has revealed their Art FX Plus statues from Civil War. Cap versus Iron Man. Oh, yeah. If we thought we were being inundated in the food aisle, it is now starting to be all over the place in all of our favorite collectible companies. But leave it to Kodo to come up with something that's dynamically posed and looks cool. And you know what? Affordable. That's what's awesome about Kodo is every time they come out with something like, oh, yeah. Hey, and it's only, you know, 80 bucks. I can do that. And they don't look like they're less expensive than the other statues. They are amazing in quality and in their craftsmanship. I can honestly say with everything I've ever purchased from Kodo, which has been about 11 years now between Star Wars and Marvel and assorted other licenses that we pick up every once in a while. DC. <laughs> their stuff's amazing. And I don't think we've ever had a problem with anything we've picked up from them either. It's always been phenomenal right out of the package. Yeah, I will say to their photographer, I don't know why they decided to go with some sort of marble fake laminate flooring for their background. <laughs> it's not doing the figures any favors, but... It's a little busy. Yeah. I think these figures look awesome. I was only slightly disappointed because I got an email from them that said Artifacts Plus Civil War figures. And I was hoping that they were going to do a set like they did the Avengers set and the X-Men set off the Adi Granov art, and then they're doing the Spider-Man set. I was hoping that they were going to do like a dozen characters out of Civil War, all in this Artifacts Plus style, because Artifacts Plus, so affordable, such a great size that you can put an entire line on a fairly small shelf. And I thought it would be kick-ass to get Cap and Iron Man and Winter Soldier and Black Panther and Spider-Man and Black Widow and Hawkeye, all in the movie versions with the quality Kotobukiya brings. But then, 
when I saw what they're doing, this is kind of to this movie what the Hulk versus Hulkbuster set was to the last movie, right? It's just a little two fur diorama where you can display either one individually and you can put the two, you know, facing off against each other. But I don't think this is the beginning of a new line of Artifacts Plus, which I would really love. Yeah. And you're right. That's a good point. I mean, they have two sets ready to roll right there with the two different team ups. That would have been a great way to go. But maybe maybe timing is, you know, not on their side or maybe that's something to come in the future. Maybe that line is already filled up, you know, because we know they're coming out with the Spider-Man line soon. So they only want to do one of those at a time to keep them kind of special. Yeah, and I think that they try to stick to main characters. I would kill for a Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus Falcon, but that might just be me. <laughs> I doubt it. Anthony Mackie and I stand alone in that. <laughs> y- you know, Falcon's pretty badass. I love Falcon. I just love Falcon. We rewatched Age of Ultron the other day, and Falcon's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just start getting used to the idea of these being the new Captain America. Sam Wilson Cap kicks butt in Marvel Puzzle Quest 2. He's a really cool character. And finally this week, speaking of statues, a little bit of follow-up from our C2E2 episode. My egg attack arrived just after Easter. Hey, good timing. The Easter bunny brought it. <laughs> I know I've talked about this on the show before, but you ever have that moment where you're in a big convention hall and you see something and go... Oh, that looks good. And then you get it home and you're like, holy crap, it's big. (laughs) Helicarrier, two years ago, three years ago. (laughs) Four years ago now. Oh, yeah, dang. I will say even seeing these under the big lights of the convention center and on a shelf with other stuff, that box even looked pretty big at the convention center, Arnie. Apparently not to Arnie. I didn't want to carry it through the convention center. I'll put it that way. But I didn't realize this was going to be a four-foot-long box. (laughs) That is crazy for egg-attack-sized characters. Getting this home, though, absolutely no regrets about my purchase. This thing, it's different than what I expected to think of it when I bought it. I bought it because I'm like, oh, it's Hulk and Hulkbuster, and they're kind of cute, and there's Veronica in the background, and it's a whole diorama. But getting it? I got it home and I'm like, well, as I'm unpacking, I'm like, it's a statue. It's like any other statue. And I set it up. And yeah, they're kind of deformed in shape to be that egg attack kind of style. But my God, this is a high end, high quality statue set. I couldn't believe the detail in the sculpting, the detail in the paint apps. I mean, Hulk, you wouldn't think this on a super deformed kind of cutesy Hulk, but They put, like, the hairlines in his eyebrows and veins on his muscles. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they went as far as to give him skin tone, you know? I mean, he's got the different shades of green going on. And they gave him frosted tips in his hair. I didn't know he had cool guy tips. (laughs) Hey, all right. This is uh, going to the beach, Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just really impressed. And with the Hulkbuster... The metallic sheen on the paint is every bit as good as any hot toy or any sideshow statue I've gotten. And in fact, there's no flaws in it that I can spot with my eye. Just the sculpting of the servos, the dirt speckle on the feet, the metallic gold paint. 
And I didn't even know when I bought this or I didn't remember. I mean, I had researched this before. I had forgotten that it had like 13 whole bright LEDs on that Hulkbuster. And that thing shines with a bright white light that's amazing. <laughs> Are these things little statues or do you have to put them together? Well, they're, they're statues just like any other kind. And they sell the Hulkbuster separately. So you can buy just the Hulkbuster or the Hulk versus Hulkbuster set. And Hulkbuster, because he's got the lights, has a dome on his head that's magnetic. And you can snap it into place. And that's where the power switch for the lights is under. And then the arms, because of his position, they don't ship on him. You just kind of slide those into place. Okay. But it is a statue. This is not... Egg Attack makes a action figure line that is cheaper and then a statue line that's more expensive. And these are statues. There's no posability, no playability. You put it together and you set it there. But they have this ingenious little thing. They have a, you know, like in some people's yards, they have stones. And if you pick the right one, a key's inside. <laughs> yeah. They have a similar thing going on here. There's some rubble around Hulkbuster's feet, but one of those stones is a fake stone that you can lift up. So if you buy Hulkbuster alone, you just have that rock there. But if you buy this set, you bring it up, there's a little hole in there, and that's where you can stick Veronica's post and have Veronica in the background. Oh, cool. So you don't have a base that just has a hole sticking out of it. You can uh -huh. cover it up. Yeah. I love that you refer to it as a fake stone, like the rest of them are real. <laughs> <laughs> They're not? Uh, that's a pretty cool little idea. That shows a company thinking through all aspects of their product. Yeah, and they've just got a little debris you put there, like a car door and a car tire, and I put that extra stone there. And it's almost like two completely separate statues. They have the same edition number on the bottom of the two bases but it's like you get a hulk statue and a hulk buster statue that just fit together really well and they've got the two you know fist pounding there and i was surprised at just the dynamic energy of the piece and the craftsmanship of the piece i ended up walking away like damn this is a good statue and almost forgetting that it's kind of a super deformed look i love that hulk has this like very strange like brillo pad hair it looks like he's in like some sort of motion because his hair is really tall too like you know when he's jumping up and down or something <laughs> yeah i you know i definitely dig the look of the hulk buster but i don't think i can get over how how silly looking hulk is because <laughs> <laughs> he's i mean he's approaching cute but not quite there because like Look at his back. It's just full of muscles like a bodybuilder. And like he's built like a bodybuilder, but then like squashed down. But his head didn't shrink. It's kind of freaky. What he looks like. Have you ever seen that little six-year-old that can like bench 300 pounds? Yes. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Your body hasn't finished growing into the size of your head yet, but you've already developed it into this huge muscular <laughs> thing. I just found it. A cool style, but you're right. I was getting lost in the coolness of the musculature and kind of losing some of the super deformedness. The Hulkbuster, here's the thing, being armor, is it super deformed? Is it Hulkbuster? It's it's a little bit of a squat. It's like, a, I guess, the Hulkbuster that comes to your door on Halloween, but... Yeah, I mean, the head is much bigger than a normal-sized one or a non-deformed-style one, but if somebody didn't know what they were looking at, they wouldn't look at that and think, hey, that's a deformed, stylized toy. 
when you're talking about the Hulkbuster. Hulk, on the other hand, being a human, somebody looking at me like, whoa, what's wrong with Hulk? Well, I think that's the whole egg attack style is the body is perfectly proportional. The head is huge. <laughs> and it was weird, the mail that came this week, because unbeknownst to me, Marjorie surprised me with another Hulk Hulkbuster set. Well, we saw the Cosbabies at Midtown Comics and you fell in love with them. And then they were sold out and they were sold out everywhere and they were ridiculously priced on eBay. And I happened to stumble across them on Big Bad Toy Store last week. Actually, the beginning of this week, I think. And I ordered them and they arrived as well. So you had quite a hulking week. <laughs> Hulktastic. And it's a very different style of thing here when you're comparing Cosbabies to Egg Attacks. In theory, I think you're kind of stepping on the same toes in that they're both kind of a super deformed thing. But Cosbaby is definitely playing up the cute, whereas... I think Egg Attack is kind of playing up the cool. I have been on the fence with Cosbabies. I was a little bit scared of them after we saw them last year at Comic-Con in the Sideshow booths because they had them on display and I didn't realize their heads bobbled. And because of all the people walking and everything, there were 20 things bobbling at me and I just couldn't take it. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I can't do bobbleheads. I no. With all those ones just shaking their heads at me, it freaked me out. And, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything Captain America, and I had to pass on the Captain America Cosbaby. I just, something about it, I'm just like, no, don't need it. And then I see this Hulk, and I'm like, oh my god, he's so cute, I want to give him a hug. Because he's adorable. He's just so cute. His face is great. The other faces, not so much. See, the Hulk versus Hulkbuster set, they sold a Hulkbuster, and they sold a Hulk, and they sold an Iron Man Mark 43. But in this set, you got the battle-damaged Mark 43, and oh. it actually does go inside the Hulkbuster. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that they would do that in this scale, because it's not necessarily necessary to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's a neat little touch. It is really cute, though. Now, these are also statues. There's no articulation outside of the bobbleheads on the Iron Man Mark 43 and Hulk, and the opening head on Hulkbuster. But you can't pose them in any way other than how they are with their arms kind of down at their side. So you can't get a, like, big battle pose between Hulk and Hulkbuster. Nah, they can look around. They can stand there looking at each other like, are we going to do this? All right, let's do this. <laughs> you make the first move, buddy. <laughs> Hulk almost looks like he's doing some kind of pelvic thrust with his fist down there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just give him a shake weight in the other hand. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he totally does. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll give him this, though. The Hulk, even though he's technically a bobblehead, there is a spring under there. They have intentionally put that head down so far on the body, there's no bobble. Well, that's good. It does not move. So they followed the rules, apparently, that needed to be followed to make it a bobblehead. But <laughs> restricted the bobbling. The Iron Man Mark 43, however, bobbles like a madman. And we had passed on the other ones. I think I was drawing me to this set as the chunky Cosbabies of Hulk and Hulkbuster. And I'm really glad we skipped the others because this is my first time ever being able to touch a Cosbaby with the Mark 43. Their feet are so tiny and their heads so big, they're top heavy and he falls a lot. Huh. And I went looking at the others. I'm like, well, do the others come with some kind of stand? There's no 
peg hole on the bottom of this one's feet, but he was really intended to go inside of a Hulkbuster anyway. So I thought maybe he was a special case. But no, it does not look like there's any stands that come with the other Cosbabies. You just need some like quake hold or some poster putty to stop them from falling, I guess. And, and it looks like there's very little, if any, sculpting on these Cosbaby bodies. You know, it's, it looks like the Iron Man's armor is just painted on with lines and his arc reactor might be a separate piece. Yeah, the arc reactor is, but on the Mark 43, that was the only disappointing thing about all of the set. I love how they look. I love their cute style. I love the Hot Toys paint job, except for his arc reactor. I kept trying to peel it off, thinking that was like a felt decal that was there to protect the arc reactor. No, they just painted it this weird off-white kind of texture that looks like a cotton ball. Weird. <laughs> uh, but no, I can see why somebody who might not be into the Cosbabies getting into this set, because you're right, the, the Hulkbuster and the Hulk don't necessarily follow the, the rules of the line set forth by the smaller characters, but they still feel of the line. Yes, exactly. So... I'm really happy with this set, and thank you, Marjorie, for the Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, sorry it's a little late, but this was actually really hard to get. Oh, I didn't even notice this. I think... What? I think Iron Man's mask comes up for a Tony Stark head underneath. There's a a Hulkbuster Iron Man set where the Iron Man mask flips up for Tony Stark, but I don't think it does in this set. Is there two sets? It's not showing anything on the packaging. I wouldn't break it. No, no. No, there's just a Hulkbuster that comes with an uh, Iron Man Mark 43, and then there's this set, which comes with the Battle Damage Mark 43. Ah, so do you need the other Hulkbuster? No, I don't need it. It's the exact same Hulk. Well, no, it's in a different pose. Do you need it? No. You sure? Yeah... Okay. Uh, that was that was an extended yeah. So Justin, do you think that he'll have it by midnight tonight or by midnight tomorrow? No, it's only seventy dollars. Or now. <laughs> Before we could even get our bed out. <laughs> hmm It's in a sl- different pose. It has the arm up like he's going to punch. Ooh. That's kind of a cute little face for humans. <laughs> but I don't see myself getting into the Cosbabies. I'm going to stick to the MMS Hot Toys instead of the Cosbaby Hot Toys and the Artist Mix Hot Toys. But every once in a while, if they do something uber cool like this set, I can see myself going for it. Well, like you said, something like this that's special, where it's like iconic from a moment in the movies. You're always going to be able to look at that and say, oh, that was from Avengers 2. Awesome. You know, but like there's no reason to get into it and collect every character that every costume that they do over the course of the lifetime. This is something that you can just do banner moments. Yeah, just by the Is that a pun? (laughs) (laughs) Bruce banner moments. (laughs) So soon you'll have a collection of just Hulks, Red Hulk, Blue Hulk. (laughs) And that is our show for this week. Remember, Indiana Comic Con, Howard the Duck. And remember, Podbean, our crowdfunding page. And we are less than a month away from Civil War. I don't know if Marjorie and I, Civil War, me being Team Iron Man and her being Team Humdrum V is going to last. Oh, stop it. (laughs) The Russo brothers had a video Q&A, and I don't know if my question made it because I haven't watched it yet. But my question was asked, I asked if they offered marriage therapy services and counseling services since our household was split. A house divided. Yeah. And we'll be back in two weeks, probably talking Civil War Legends. 
thanks to Dorkside Toys. Oh yeah. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse Contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. And, you know, did you hear that too? Yeah, what the fuck was that? It sounded like a bunny screaming. Like, in your house? Yeah. Yeah. Did you want your dogs to get a baby bunny? Oh, they're too old and fat. All right, let's keep going. But that was, it sounded to me like a servo of some sort, like something's moving. But I don't know what the fuck would be moving. Your collection. coming to life. <laughs> My God, if it was like small soldiers, I'd be dead. Well, if it was like Toy Story, Deadpool would be f***ing <laughs> women in here. I mean, he's he's next to Dazzler. He's got Storm beneath him. and um, Yeah, he does. <laughs> magic over here with her demon legs. Dark child. Dark child and her bikini on. Oh, let's not forget Gwen Stacy. And Who has not yet fallen. No. Oh, and her boobs are really out. What's her name? Is that Goblin again? Goblin yeah, that, I have two Goblin Queens, so there's yeah. a three-way for Deadpool. Anyway. Yeah, and Hulk's <laughs> just going to get out the video camera and watch. Oh, and let's not forget She-Hulk and Psylocke. Psylocke. Yeah. Oh, dang.
Yeah, if, if it, I, the joke I have. It's the, <gasps> it's the Groot. The dancing Groot is moving on its own. It's oh. sound activated. The little Walgreens one. <laughs> talk, talk. See, this is what we were hearing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a baby bunny. Sure. <laughs> a robotic baby bunny. <laughs> I told you it sounded like a servo. Yeah. I think Justin muted us. I think he did. Damn, sorry, I hit mute to cough and I forgot to undo it. I've been like interjecting. And, and like, then you're oh, like, okay. what the, why the fuck will he just step it on my lines? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, is Justin going to say anything? All right, I'll keep talking. Uh, right. No. You're on the wrong side. You admitted you were thinking about switching sides. What? No, I still like women. <laughs> oh, team cap. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Wrong side there, Justin. 